Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Educational AD Podcast. We'll be right back with today's guest. But first, let's hear from our podcast sponsors. We want to thank Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack. They sponsor the Athletic Director's Toolbox segment. Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack are a quick, easy, and affordable way for you to collect comprehensive data that allows you to evaluate and improve your entire athletic program. Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack also connects you with the 95% of the parents and the student-athletes that really love your program, and it gives them a voice to help demonstrate the importance that a positive athletic experience has for them. Go to athleticsurveys.com and check out their testimonials, and then give them a call at 1-800-738-6466 or email them at info at athleticsurveys.com to get started. If you've never used a survey to take the pulse of your parents or your student-athletes, you're really missing out. Talk to the folks at Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack and let them help you take your athletic program from good to great. We also want to thank SnapRaise Fundraising. Go to snapraise.com and see how better fundraising can make better programs. Choosing the best fundraiser for you and your group is critical, and the SnapRaise fundraising difference can work for you. It's easy and effective. It's safe and secure. And what's more important, it actually works. Our coaches have used SnapRaise and have raised thousands of dollars. And you need to go to their website at snapraise.com and see the testimonials of the other schools that have raised thousands and thousands of dollars using their platform. Change your fundraising game plan and start a fundraiser that works for you. Go to snapraise.com and start raising funds. We also want to thank Huddle. Remember at Huddle, we power sports. Over 200,000 teams use Huddle to elevate the performance of their athletes using video and analytics. Huddle is a complete performance platform. They've got online tools. They have smart cameras. They've always had analytics, but there's so much more. Huddle is also built for every level of play, from club and youth teams all the way through high schools and colleges. And even the pros use Huddle to help their teams play at the highest level. You're in pretty good company with over 6 million users, including your student-athletes and the coaches of the college teams you're trying to get to recruit them. If you want to find out more about how Huddle can help you and your program and how your school can become a Huddle school, go to huddle.com and talk to their professionals. Remember, at Huddle, we power sports. We also want to thank Final Forms, the industry leader in forms and registration. But Final Forms is more than that. Final Forms is a team, it's technology, and they provide schools with compliance, communication, and risk management solutions. Final Forms can help your stakeholders with mobile accessibility. They have reminders for parents about policies and physicals and all the forms that come with athletics. Final Forms can also help with team communication and attendance, and even certification management for coaches. And for ADs, Final Forms can help with eligibility, with rosters, and all the reports that come across your desk. You know, it's time for you to talk to a team that's walked in your shoes. To take the next steps and find out what Final Forms can do for you, go to finalforms.com forward slash Jake. That's finalforms.com forward slash Jake to get started with Final Forms. We also want to say thanks to Hometown Ticketing, the trusted leader in digital ticketing. 
Hometown helps thousands of schools and organizations across the country seamlessly provide convenient digital ticketing options for their communities, their families, and their fans. Hometown Ticketing is the leading digital ticketing provider to schools and colleges. And to find out more about how Hometown Ticketing can help you and your programs, go to hometownticketing.com and talk to their experts. Hometown Ticketing, simple and easy online ticketing. And we want to say thanks to Gipper. Go to gipper.com and see how athletic directors, coaches, and schools are creating world-class marketing content for their school social media channels. You can do it in seconds on any device, and you don't need any design experience. It's so easy, even I can do it. Go to gipper.com and start creating world-class marketing content. We also want to say thanks to Wall of Fame by Vital Signs. You know, they're on a mission to bring your school's legacy to life. They've got a variety of interactive touchscreen video consoles, along with a, an entire library of templates to make it easier than ever to recognize the athletic achievements of your students, both past and present. Let them help you showcase your school's diverse history and your proudest moments and go to vitalsignswalloffame.com or shoot them an email at sales at vitalsignswalloffame.com to get started. That's sales at vitalsignswalloffame.com. We also want to say thanks to Sideline Interactive. Sideline Interactive's indoor scoring tables and video boards not only raise money for your department, but also create the ultimate game day experience for your student athletes. Go to sidelineinteractive.com to schedule a live web demo and see their tables and boards in action. You can also email them at sales at sidelineinteractive.com and see exactly what their fantastic products can do for you. That's sales at sidelineinteractive.com. Find out how they can help you create the ultimate game day experience in your gym. Hey, welcome back everyone to another episode of the Educational AD Podcast. We're headed north to Canada today, and our guest is Larissa Mills. Uh, Larissa Mills is a mental skills educator and coach. She's also the founder of the Mental Game Academy. Really cool platform. She's going to talk about that some more. She's got a tremendous background as an athlete, as a coach, and uh, today she's going to be sharing uh, some of the things that she's doing right now with teams and, and athletes. But Larissa Mills, welcome to the Educational AD Podcast. Thank you so much, Jake. I love being able to share what we are doing and how we're helping sports, whether or not it's with athletes, we do coaching training, or we're actually doing a lot of parent education. And, yeah. and that's kind of the, um, I don't want to say the missing link, but it, it's a, it's a focus, uh, of, you know, bringing parents. triangle approach. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Exactly. Very cool. Well, let's jump right into it. We always like yeah. to let our listeners have a chance to get to know our guests. So give us that three minute bio where you were born, where you grew up, kind of take us up to college and then we'll start Whoa, with the career. After we're going to go break. back there. <laughs> <laughs> so what's the Larissa Mills story? Um, I think uh, I'm from one in uh, Ontario. We're in Canada. I think we need to see some changes in sports here north of the border. I really would like to see more competitive 
sports and more professional sports. I'd like to see us go more in terms of the American model, in terms of paid coaches after school um, and take our scholarships more seriously for our athletes. And, but I think we're missing some components to be able to do that. So when I was teaching and when I was coaching, I noticed a big change after 2007. So I'm like, what's going on with the kids? Why are they not focused? Why, are, why is everyone more irritable? Why are my kids tired? Why are my athletes not able to run? Why are the coaches not able to connect with this new kid? Um, why are, why are, were they staying up late? What's, what's the big link? So we put some money into it, put some research into it. Um, and we found out there's a link between the extended cell phone use, the extended social media use, and they're different, right? Cause you could be on something on your phone and not on something that's draining your, um, your, your identity and your self doubt. Um, and also parenting styles have changed. So we're actually not leaving our children as well equipped as what I was as a seventies kid. So, I mean, I grew up in a house with three brothers. We were all competitive. If I didn't play hockey with them, I was left behind. My resilience is a little higher because, you know, I had to throw harder, run faster, push myself to stay ahead with all the boys in our neighborhood. And I think that that did me a real service. My parents were like, get out, go outside. And now everyone's inside. And that is not helping at all. So we took all this information and I eventually came up with a product where we have a portal, one for athletes that examines and evaluates their mental skills, their phone habits, their sleep, um, everything you can possibly think of. But mo mostly the kids are showing signs that they're not as resilient. So they don't have the psychological development steps that they would have had if they weren't on a device for 12,000 hours by 16 years old. So there's the biggest stat. That's a kind of scary stat. That is pretty scary in terms of we're dealing with 16-year-olds and we're coaching them, yet they don't have the maturity of a 16-year-old anymore. They're kind of behind in their development. So that's where our product comes in and we're seeing some really great things. Like they're able to talk to themselves. They're able to help uh, stop negative self-talk. They're able to feel confident going out on the ice, the field. They're able to communicate with coaches and we teach our athletes how to do their own feedback so that they're not sort of off put by coach feedback, which many kids can handle and they are quitting more so and refs are quitting and coaches are quitting. So this is a product that actually comes from a three-prong approach and we educate all three on, um, in our platforms with our team. So I'm really proud of it. Um, I think we're barely even begun and we're already in like six countries. <laughs> like, so I can't wait to help more kids, more coaches, and even refs we're helping with as well. So um, thank you, Jake, for letting me be able to share this and where we're at right now. Oh, no, absolutely. Uh, I had a chance to, uh, you know, take a little bit deeper dive, you know, into your program. And I, I really think you you may have hit on, uh, you know, the, the right method of delivery you know, at least here in the States for coaches and ADs, but uh, very cool stuff. We're going to take a quick break, but we'll be back with some more. Again, our guest is Larissa Mills, and she's the founder of the Mental Game Academy. She's out of Canada, but she's expanding nationwide. So uh, please stay with us. This is the Educational AD Podcast. We want to say thanks to Hometown Ticketing for their support of the podcast. Hometown Ticketing is the trusted leader in digital ticketing, and they help thousands of schools and organizations across the country 
seamlessly provide convenient digital ticketing options for their communities, their families, and their fans. Hometown Ticketing is the leading digital ticketing provider to schools and colleges. And if you want to find out more about how Hometown Ticketing can help you and your program, go to hometownticketing.com and talk to their experts. Hometown Ticketing, simple and easy online ticketing. Welcome back, everyone. We're visiting with Larissa Mills, mental skills educator and coach and the founder of the Mental Game Academy. Larissa, you mentioned earlier, you know, growing up in Canada, obviously, and, and hockey, certainly part of your uh, um, uh, upbringing. But talk a little bit about those school days, you know, high school and college, you know, uh, you know, what are some experiences that stick out for you? You mean that I'm allowed to share? No, oh, absolutely. <laughs> It's a podcast. Um, I think I think what's important in every child's childhood is to have memories. And I really like what one of my best friends said to me. He's like, no one's going to remember the favorite math lesson. We don't remember the favorite math lesson. We remember the sports, the plays, the dances. And we had so much back then that we enjoyed. Like we were out. I was on three sports teams. Plus I rode horses. We, I was a rower. I did track. I did volleyball. I did basketball. I did rugby. I did hockey. I tried hockey. I really liked <laughs> uh, court sports more track, but I really felt like there wasn't this disadvantage that I feel like the kids have now where all these children, you could see them building resilience through play and socialization. Whereas the kids today they don't have that. And I'm really, really thankful that my, well, my dad was a great coach. He was a football coach, coached basketball. And he was always like trying to get me to talk to myself, but he never judged me. He supported me. And that was, that was really, really important because he got in the car and if we got, if we got roasted one day in a game, he'd be like, well, you played well, you played well. There was a lot of effort there. And there was never a why didn't you do this? How could you let this happen? There wasn't a scolding. It was either silenced <laughs> or he just fed off that emotional awareness where I was at. And that, that's probably the greatest gift, really, right? So then I, 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 as I evolved and my brothers were quarterbacks and provincial players and everything, my dad was that patient person who would always, you know, okay, it's tied game you're serving. How are you going to focus? Because you've done serves a thousand times in practice. You have one of the best coaches. They coached, they played for Canada. How are you? Yeah, I know. No pressure. So how are you going to get this ball over the net when it's tied? And if your, your serve misses, you know, like he would put us through those mindfulness exercises a lot and you wouldn't even know you're doing it. It was almost like visualization, but we didn't know what it was then. Right. Um, thank goodness he did because we're teaching that to our athletes, but he made us much better athletes, but not just that I truly value the coaches and the associations that put a value on the child and their abilities in Europe. They do a great job of that, an excellent job of that. And I really, really like a few of the different sports models, but they always put the child first the values and their ability to think a lot of thinking like you're not just a hockey player you're not just a football player 
you are Larissa Mills. You are a good person. You have friends, you have so much to offer. You have all these hobbies and they focus a lot on hobbies still in Europe. Like they have to do other things in their sport and that makes them more resilient. So my dad and mom, they would put us outside. I mean, we were music lessons and piano and all that stuff, but what it does was it helps us build a well-rounded child, right? You hope that's the hope, right? With that socialization piece. But I just really think it's important that we go back, or at least we set a precedence on the value of sports for everybody and the availability of facilities and sports for people. Cause I think I've, I'm finding sports are becoming a little bit elitist and becoming very expensive for um, a lot of kids that deserve to be ahead of those other kids. Yeah. We see that same thing in the States, certainly, you know, at the club level, uh, yes. you know, sports yes. cost so much and that's where school-based sports, which is really what we're all about uh, is so important. And that yes. multi-sport experience, uh, yes. hopefully the pendulum's swinging back a little bit though. Again, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I said, I agree with yeah. that because here, what I fear is that our sports here in schools are going to be gone. And I'm shocked by this. And I'm, I'm really worried for the children who can't afford outside sports. The other kids won't get that unless we change our model very quickly. Yeah. Right? No, um, people like you and me, that's what we're trying to do. So keep yeah. up the good work <laughs> for our listeners. Uh, our guest is Larissa Mills. She's a mental skills educator and coach and the founder of the mental game Academy. We're going to get to more of that in just a minute, but please stay with us and take another break. This is the Educational AD Podcast. We also want to say thank you to Final Forms for their support. Final Forms is the industry leader in registration and forms, but they're more than that. Final Forms is a team. It's technology. and They provide schools with compliance, communication, and risk management solutions. Final Forms can help your stakeholders with things like mobile accessibility, and they have reminders for parents about policies and physicals and all the forms that come with athletics. Final Forms can also help with team communication and attendance and even certification management for your coaching staff. And for athletic directors, Final Forms can help with eligibility, with rosters, and all the reports that come across your desk. You know, it's time for you to take the next steps and talk to a team that's walked in your shoes. Go to finalforms.com forward slash Jake. That's finalforms.com forward slash Jake to get started on the Final Forms team. Welcome back, everyone. Again, our guest today is Larissa Mills. She's out of Canada, uh, and she's a mental health coach. Uh, she is going to dive a little bit deeper into her platform. But first, Larissa, we always have our guests share a little bit about the mentors that they've had in your life. You mentioned your dad. Uh, and certainly you can talk about it some more, but none of us get to where we're at on our own. So who are some of the people that have inspired and helped you along the way? Well, I think it's always been teachers. We've had some really fantastic teachers where, um, they really know how to connect with the kids, bond with the kids, have fun with the kids. And it was always that coach that <laughs> would, would like play with us <laughs> and can, and be funny with us and do games with us that would make us feel like I want to work for this guy. I want to invest in myself because Mr. Peterson or Mr. Bijan or 
Mr. Peckham, Mrs. Peckham, volleyball coaches I've had have always invested a little bit of themselves with us. And that's so important today when we're in a world, a digital world where we don't connect, we need to learn how to connect the coaches with the kids. And especially when kids aren't as able to connect anymore, coaches have to do extra work to be able to make that happen. But I don't think any athlete would succeed unless they gravitate towards someone that they love. And I, I've had some really great coaches. So I've had a great, uh, I was actually a shot put discus and javelin. And I was the tallest, thinnest kid in all of the throwing field. And I remember this one, she's like, we're going to take you to this coach and they're going to, you're going to learn technique because it's all mental and you've got great technique. And I'm like, I can't do this. Like I need another 50 pounds on me to be able to compete with these girls, like focus it's physics. You got it. I worked with a couple of different coaches and I'm like watching all these other kids and they're bigger than me. And, but I was actually able to stay one, two, three on a podium. And it was because, you know, you have these coaches that are just so like, she, she drove me down by herself. There was no one else in the car, like just her and I, and she's like, I believe in you. And that's all you need. Right. Yep. And we would go there and she would, we would laugh and we would joke around and we were serious when we needed to be, but like just having a coach be that realistic person, they don't need to be authoritative as long as they have your respect. And I have the respect. Um, I know there's a lot of abusive coaching right now. I I've only experienced it twice. Unfortunately, my children have experienced almost every year. Um, so the difference over 25 years is substantial, right? No, and I'm going to guess Canada might be a little bit different than the States. A uh, hundred years ago, when I was in high school, um, you know, 99.9% .9 of our coaches were teachers, you know, the yeah. science teacher, the history teacher, the math yeah. teacher. And uh, it didn't take long to see that pendulum uh, shift where now uh, I was very fortunate. The last school I was at before I retired, yeah. uh, most of our head coaches were teachers in the building. We had a lot of assistants and don't get me wrong. You know, they were great coaches, but there's just nothing like that bond cool. between the teacher student. Yeah. And Oh, by the way, I'm also the coach. So, you know, you certainly experienced that. Okay. Yeah, um, it's so nice to have that. And our model here is very different from your model. So our coaches volunteer, we don't, they don't get paid. Mm -hmm. So I think if we were to change that model and come up with a different model, we would have more sports teams, more kids that were healthy, more kids off phones, more kids engaging and back end your healthcare system by offering more upfront, right? Um, Cause the drop-off right now of kids in sports globally, I believe is 26% for girls and 19% for boys. Every year there's less signing up. Yeah. Oh, no, you're absolutely right. Hopefully again, you know, we're seeing some positive changes, but uh, it's, it's, it's not uh, uh, certainly not encouraging, okay? For our listeners, our guest is Larissa Mills. She is a mental skills educator and coach from Canada. She's the founder of the Mental Game Academy. And when we come back, we're going to find out a little bit more about what that's all about and why you as an athletic director should be interested. So please stay with us. This is the Educational AD Podcast. We also want to say thank you to Gipper. Go to gipper.com and find out how athletic directors, coaches, and schools are creating world-class marketing content for their school social media channels. 
You can do it in seconds on any device and without needing any design experience. It's so easy, even I can do it. Go to Gipper.com and start creating world-class marketing content for your school's athletic department. Welcome back, everyone. Again, our guest is Larissa Mills. She is the founder of the Mental Game Academy. Larissa and I connected on uh, LinkedIn. I saw a couple of her posts and I was intrigued. Um, and again, this is a, a topic, you know, mental performance, mental health, that no one will disagree that it's not vitally important to a kid's health, as well as to the athletic performance. Yeah. But convincing coaches or ADs to kind of buy in uh, and give it its due. That's kind of been the challenge. And I, I think Larissa has kind of hit on a unique way to deliver it, but I'm going to shut up and, and let her talk about it. So tell our listeners, you know, what is, you know, the mental uh, game Academy and, and yep. maybe you know why they should be interested. Well, and I, and I think if we're looking at sports right now, in terms of what is happening, grassroots development, competitive and Olympic, all the coaches that I've been coaching over the past five years are saying, we're seeing a different athlete now. And I'm like, what do you mean? And so as I did part of my research and I was learning about it, they were like, well, you know, I, I can't connect. And I feel like I'm coaching this distracted athlete and they're tired and they're fatigued. So I listen to their pains, right? The pains of coaching. And I think that's kind of how I came up with the Mental Game Academy is to meet the coach's needs first. And it drove me, I actually created it backwards. Then it drove me to think of what the kids need based on what the pediatric associations were saying. So if you wanna look at the, just the statistics alone of phone addiction, gaming addiction, um, if you want to look at anxiety, depression, and suicide stats, we've never been higher ever. And that was prior to the pandemic. And if you want to look at performance, now phone is phone, extensive phone use is now directly linked to athletic performance. That is why our Olympic programs have put in, uh, I know the, um, the Canadian programs have put in thousands. I, I'd say more than that. I'd say almost a million dollars in testing sleep. How much are they on their phones? What is the light doing to their sleep? Because when you're looking at the top three in an Olympic uh, event, it's coming down to within one second, right? Almost always. So what edge are you going to give your athletes that the other team isn't? And this is one of those programs that we've developed where we know now the neuroscience behind how phones are changing our children. And we didn't think long-term. We, we thought about, oh, phones make a great babysitter. Oh, they're quiet for a little while. But this is doing, basically, it's, it's detrimental. It's doing undue harm to the kids because they are losing their social skills. They're losing their resilience. They're losing their sleep. And guess what? You can't have a kid at practice if they're tired, fatigued, or upset with themselves because they've been up cyberbullied all night on social media. So we have, I decided, okay, I was building our program and I'm, and I know that we have a lot to, to discuss, but that was the one component that we really add to the mental game Academy. It's called our digital strategies for athletes. And as I teach this to coaches, their minds are blown about how 
the brain, it's actually just scientific um, diagrams that I use to show the coaches how dopamine and cortisol push the brain to like to produce and heart rates go up. So if you're traveling on a bus and your athlete's been on a bus for six hours, well, guess what? When they get off the bus and they turn off their phones, do you think they have energy? Gone. They can't perform. So uh, what we do is now I set that team up on a totally different habit. We take the, we let them have phones connect for half an hour and then we put movies on or team building materials. And then you get off and you're more pumped for your game and you're actually ready. You actually have energy. So that's one thing I decided to sort of change. And the coaches are really liking this and guess what's happening with the kids. Yeah. What do you think? Well, hopefully there's going to be uh, more engagement, more energy, more focus, uh, better They're talking. results. Yeah. They're telling jokes. They're playing mm. cards. They're laughing. They're doing, they're doing what we did as kids on buses, right? Hanging out. And mm -hmm. that brain works a little differently. The other thing that I noticed that the, the, the coaches were saying, which really hit me, was why can't I tell a kid or discipline a kid anymore um, or give them feedback or criticism when I know the parent's going to be mad at me? Or, when, or if the kid's going to quit because they can't handle the feedback. I said, because the kid is not equipped with the mental skills to be able to cope. So actually, we take the breakdown in foundational psychology back and we teach the kids different coping mechanisms to be able to deal with negativity, feedback. And we actually totally rewire it and say, you're going to do your own feedback every day as well and ask your coaches what you need to do, what you still need to work on. So we have a few techniques and methods that I wrote into some courses that are really helping kids. And we actually went a little bit further and touched on the parent thing there because parents really need to be their kid's cheerleader and their mental coach, not the coach. And they don't need to hear how poorly they play. They just, just be their supporter and just say, you know what, I'm here to drive you. I'm here to watch and enjoy you because that is far more valuable to their mental skills and mental health than sitting in a car on the car ride home, yelling at them the whole way, right? It does, it, it, it makes them hate themselves. It, made them, it makes them hate you and it makes them quit their sport. So we have a lot of parents courses that go on different like associations or portals for different clubs and organizations where we actually are engaging the parents to learn about how to support the phones at home. Yeah, my kids should be going to bed, not gaming and playing Call of Duty till 2 a.m. if they have a row or a race or something the next day. Because if they're not willing to put in the real work, it's going to be very easy in the next digital age, in the next 10 years to see which kids are doing it and which kids are not. It's going to be, even phys ed teachers are seeing half the class that's on phones or got balanced phones and half the class is not balancing their phones. So that's kind of where we just started on the one side is the digital strategy series courses. So there's about four of them now, actually, that we have. Yeah, I mean, really cool stuff. And I know you're just, you know, uh, scratching the surface oh, here yeah. that's of just what one you thing. do. But the phone thing, uh, I, I can see that, you know, having a huge impact. Very cool stuff. Thanks. Uh, once again, our guest today is Larissa Mills, uh, Mental Game Academy founder. We're going to take a break, but we'll be back with some more really cool stuff. Please stay with us. This is the Educational AD Podcast. We want to say thanks to Huddle for their support of the podcast. Remember at Huddle, 
We Power Sports. Over 200,000 teams use Huddle to elevate the performance of their athletes using video and analytics. As a football coach, I used Huddle for years. And as an athletic director, our school was a Huddle school. Our coaches loved the cameras, the online platform. Uh, of course, the analytics was there, but there's so much more. Whether you're at a high school or a college, Huddle's built for you. If you're a youth coach, Huddle can help you. And even the pros are using Huddle to help their athletes perform at the highest level. You're in pretty good company with over 6 million total users, including your student athletes and the college coaches you're trying to get to recruit them. If you want to find out more about how Huddle can help you and your program and how your school can become a Huddle school, go to huddle.com and talk to their professionals. Remember, at Huddle, we power sports. Welcome back, everyone, to the Educational AD Podcast. Our guest today, Larissa Mills, mental skills educator and coach and the founder of the Mental Game Academy. Larissa, you just, uh, again, kind of scratched the surface of some of the things. That I know. You I do. saw your mind go mind blown. You saw my <laughs> mind blown. But uh, um, you you were talking as we were on the break. Um, right. You right. Go back into those topics because I really think. Oh, that, OK. Sure. Um, it's important for coaches and ADs to hear. And then also, sure. I want to give them a chance to um, to find out how to get in touch with you. But sure. Uh, sure. Uh, go back into that little thread you were sharing with me. Well, we were talking about the other side of phone use, right? So we know that beyond two hours a day to a children's brain, um, it's too much for them to be on a phone. So that's 2000 hours a year, right? Beyond that, you don't, you, we want to get the kids down to hopefully under two hours a day. That's, that's the goal. And on our teams, we actually are doing that and I'm really happy. But then I had the coaches saying, well, what about all the stuff that they see on social media and the cyberbullying and the team bullying and the, how they talk to themselves and social media is like, I said, yes. Okay. So I listened to what the coaches were saying and the parents are actually are very concerned. So what social media does to a child's brain who doesn't have the mental skills and ability and confidence and support at home is it kind of does this to our brain. It takes the thought, it winds it down and it makes them feel worse. And another thought, and imagine this happening 114 times a day. That's how many thoughts when they look at social media, if they look there, they check their phone uh, 210 times a day, roughly. They take 47 selfies before it's three o'clock and you right? Well, these are statistics. And, um, and then at night before they go to bed, it's TikTok and what they see there. Then they go back to Instagram. They go to Snapchat and say what they saw. And then it's a cycle. But what this cycle does to the brain is it rewires it in a way that doesn't help performance. If we're constantly seeing negative spiraling thoughts all the time, um, where's our positive loop that's going up? right? So what we do is we come in and we talk with the kids about sharing why they need the social media and why they feel they need to be so connected to it. So we actually get them to reduce their time on it. And then we give them um, different self-talk methods to actually say to themselves before bed. Um, and, and they say things like their mantras, and it actually is empowering the kids to get into a headspace where they feel they're in control of their phones. This is the biggest step. Soon as they hit this step, they then can learn all the other strategies in our psychological components. So 
five pillars of emotional intelligence, three steps to resilience. Um, they can engage. They feel in control and not the phone is tethered to them. Instead, we untether them and they feel like they have more control in their mindset. And that is how we get them to perform because they do have everything in control. Their thoughts are all in control. And we help them as soon as they have a negative thought where we do exercises with them, they are trained, actually trained. They use set one of seven strategies to stop that negative thought immediately and move on with their day. And so we get to the point where that resilience hits a level where we, we, we call it impervious. Nothing bothers us, right? We either can let it or we can let it go over us in a wave and a metaphor and let it pass us. And a lot of our athletes are getting to those points and, and we're never going to be perfect, but we can definitely help children. And when this, this um, program actually is, is in foundation work. So helping girl empowerment and helping children learn leadership skills. And so we're working with tons of different sports programs actually worldwide. And I can't believe the life skills that it's teaching them and how to keep friends, make friends, um, how they, how they go into their careers. Because our other partnerships help uh, after you've been professional to be uh, in back into a career uh, oriented mindset again. So this is actually prep for that. So it's kind of amazing how we're doing this work. And uh, I can't do without my teammates <laughs> who are incredible. So we're really making it come together. There's more work to do, definitely. Again, I'm just so intrigued by this. Uh, and I know we can't, um, you know, we only have so much time. Oh, I know. But um, <laughs> if we'll do this at the end also, but if one of our listeners wanted to reach out, yeah, sure. pick your brain a little bit or find out more about the platform, where do they go? How do they get in touch with you? Well, there's a bunch of different ways that you can actually connect with us. You can hop on Instagram at the Mental Game Academy. Uh, we have a Facebook group, uh, the Mental Game Academy. We have, I'm on LinkedIn, uh, Larissa Mills. So we have all those different ways that, that you can actually hop on our website, which is actually being uh, totally redone because I guess there are so many kids on it shuts down. <laughs> so, so we had to improve it to handle the bandwidth. So it's up, I believe in the next week, it's the mentalgameacademy.ca. And so that'll be it, but that's where the kids go into the portal, have their mental skills assessment. And then they get to work on their courses and then we take them on their growth sessions and we can work privately with teams. Kids can do it self-paced. And I love this platform because mental coaches or coaches like yourself who are coaching a high school team, you can run this program with your athletes yourself. And again, the, the, the neat thing that you and I talked about um, yeah, yeah. is that it's not taking away from the practice time, nope. which is and I'm saying nope. this with a smile on my face. Oh, so very important to those head coaches out there. Uh, but it allows the students, student athletes to do this. And there's no travel. Own. Yeah. There's no very travel. Crazy. So there's no excuse. Right. And I really like that. We, what you just said, Jake, actually um, this, it, once the program gets started, the coaches are seeing the athletes outperform what they did in a tryout. They're seeing more effort. They're seeing more intensity. So um, it is adding to the value of the team as an individual becomes stronger alone. Guess how powerful that is as a team, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So that's really what's happening. No, absolutely. So again, that's the mentalgameacademy.ca. 
because we're in Canada. And then Larissa Mills on Twitter, on Instagram. Uh, check it out. You'll be very, very impressed. And you really should reach out and find out more. We're going to take another break. Big surprise. Uh, but we want to give a shout out to our sponsors. Please stay with us. This is the Educational AD Podcast. We also want to say thanks to our newest sponsor, SnapRaise. Go to snapraise.com and find out how their fundraising platform can help you. Better fundraising makes better programs. And SnapRaise has no upfront cost. Your data is secure. And what's more important, it actually works. Our coaches have used SnapRaise and they've raised a um, tremendous amount of money for their programs. Choosing the best fundraiser for you and your group is critical. And the snap raise difference, as I mentioned, it's easy and effective, it's safe and secure, and it works. Go to snapraise.com and check out the testimonials of the other schools and see the thousands and thousands of dollars that they have helped schools raise. Change your fundraising game plan and start a fundraiser that works for you. Go to snapraise.com for more information. Welcome back, everyone, to the Educational AD Podcast. Our guest is Larissa Mills. She's the founder of the Mental Game Academy. Uh, she's a mental skills educator and coach. Really cool stuff. Uh, Larissa, one of the questions we've been asking our guests uh, has to do with this idea of toughness. And you've mentioned uh, so far, you talked about helping kids to become resilient and creating an impervious nature. Um, you know, to me, and again, this is just my old guy opinion. Those are just code words for being tough. So it is how, They're the same words, how can we help kids? And you kind of alluded to it, but um, how can we help kids uh, to be tough? Listening to you talk about growing up. I, I don't, I would not question that Larissa Mills was tough, you know, emotionally, mentally, spiritually, et cetera. Uh, back in my day, uh, we won't even go into that, but for today, <laughs> for generation Z, how do we help kids to develop toughness? From the standpoint of a parent, let them play. Let them play a lot with kids, other kids, and try and expose them to, a, to as many different social experiences as possible. What that does is it rewires the brain so that the kids feel confident about being in any situation anywhere. Um, we put our kids in a swim team. Uh, we, they were golfers. They, they, our kids did competitive soccer, competitive hockey, swimming. And what the swim team thing did was they rocked it in the pool. They were coming like first and second in the city and stuff like this. And what it did was bouncing around in all these sports and the music and activities at school is I let them choose which activities they want. I didn't care which sports. And that's another important thing. I, I don't, I meet so many children who are 16 and want to leave their sport because it's their parents' sport, not their sport. So that would be really important to listen to your kids and let them choose which sports they want to go to. But I also would say number two, um, I want them to fail a lot. I want them to make as many screw-ups under a supportive background as I can. Well, you missed that kick. Well, let's, let's improve your left foot. How many hours did Ronaldo take to improve on his left foot? Well, I'm going to say a thousand. <laughs> so you have to kind of look at, like, give them the math, give them the fact and the reason, right? And that if we look at, if we look at professional players, um, they get scored on all the time. 
well, if they're getting scored on all of the time and they're professional, don't you think that they have to accept that, hey, that's just part of getting beat and you're going to have to learn. We teach them how to learn to deal with that again. But talking, number three, connecting with your kids and talking with your kids is going to set them on another success level that other kids will not be. If I can tell immediately which athletes are, are really close with their families and well socialized, and usually those are most resilient athletes. But from, to the, from the parent's perspective, from the athletic perspective, from a coach, is that what you want to do? From, a, from a, how can a coach help build resilience? Well, I mean, we, most of our listeners are ED, so hopefully they're going to pass this information on to their coaches. But yeah. um, you, you're yeah, so sure. right. It is, it, it comes down to the parents. I think the coaches are trying to coach their kids, teach them skills. Um, yep. But you know, the advice that you just gave, uh, I remember uh, as a younger athlete, say junior high, I might want to yeah. complain about my coaches. I'd come home and all oh, the coach didn't yeah. like me or the coach yelled yeah. at me or whatever. And <laughs> <I've been there. laughs> if, if my dad said anything, it was, well, maybe you need to try harder. Maybe you need to show the coach that you're a better player, whatever. But that's um, not what you get today. Yeah. And you don't get that today. Uh, right. So, yeah. So, that actually builds a less resilient kid. What your dad was, said was, can you acknowledge that information? Mm -hmm. Can you grow off that information? And how are you going to use this or not? Mm -hmm. Right. And it's up to that child right there to make a decision. And I've met some pretty freaking amazing kids who literally had very weak skills coming in. And now they're moving into places into professional or going to scholarships that they never would have had a chance to do unless they sort of, it's basically like tapping into, I call it to little kids, tapping into your superpowers. You just need to work on them. Just like if we're, if we're going to give them running drills and drills, that's great. But a, a thousand kids can do that, but not a thousand kids can have resilience. It'll be like 10 of them. So we need to even out more of this balance so that we have more talented athletes, right? Truly talented, right? right? Who have that, that quality of resilience. And and let's not forget that resilience also includes the five pillars of emotional intelligence. Because if you're not self-aware, if you don't have motivation, if you do not have empathy, if you do not have social skills or you can't regulate your thoughts, um, I can't control that player. So they're a liability to you, right? right? As a coach. No, absolutely. And, and again, you talked about early on the importance of experiencing failure you know, yeah. with a supportive coach, because that's where any improvement occurs, you know, muscle failure in the weight room. That's how you get stronger, you know, uh, aerobic. And we got to do that muscle yeah. up here. That's exactly. All. So yeah. very good stuff. Uh, yeah. we're, we're preaching to the choir here, but it's, it's got to <laughs> be done. Uh, once again, our guest is Larissa Mills, uh, mental skills educator and coach, founder of the Mental Game Academy. Going to take another break. We're almost done, but uh, please stay with us. This is the Educational AD Podcast. Yep, go ahead. We also want to thank Wall of Fame by Vital Signs. You know, they're on a mission to bring your school's legacy to life. Wall of Fame has an entire catalog of video uh, consoles, along with an extensive library of templates to help recognize the athletic achievements of your students, both past and present. Let them help you showcase your school's diverse history and your proudest moments and go to vitalsignswalloffame.com. You can also email them at sales at vitalsignswalloffame.com for more information.
That's sales at vitalsignswalloffame.com. Welcome back, everyone, to the Educational AD Podcast. Larissa, another question we've used uh, on the podcast has to do with this idea of social awareness. Um, how can an athletic director uh, do a better job for their kids, their parents, uh, you know, their community in this area? How can an AD do a better job of being socially aware? I think if it were me, I would like to gravitate towards the experience and bring the kids in with speakers that have had stories, guests. And I would like to have them go to different camps or attend different things. Uh, and, and, and actually every kid that sees and hears something and touches something has a much more deepened experience and will remember that. It's like a field trip, if you will, right? So if we can bring parts of that community and bring awareness to different parts of that community, I, I want it in life. I, I want them to go hear it, speak it, touch it, feel it, know it, understand it so they can breathe it. And I think it's important to their, A, for them as a person to be able to work with others on their team in the community, they need these skills. They need these experiences. And because of the pandemic, we've been fairly secluded. At least I, I don't know about you, but we've been fairly secluded here. Now everyone's out, now's a perfect time. I would sign our kids up for like, we're doing, um, we're going to a First Nations, uh, like a camp where they learn about First Nations and they get to do their art and they get to learn their games and they get to write and they get to try some of their sports, which are really tough. And they have no, like, so it's an, ex it's just the way to, to experience it, right? And I think if that, that's a way of bringing a community get together, it's about hearing voices. And I think that would be my number one, um, if in that area, I would definitely, want to bring that experience closer to them. Uh, I love the whole idea of the field trip. Um, you know, yeah, what, I love field trips. Okay. What were some of those sports that uh, they've had a chance to experience so far? Uh, sorry, with like the teams? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, there's ton there's so many to do it. We have, um, we'll, we'll send teams out like one team. I have one team actually, I can't say who it is because they don't know this yet. It's a surprise. We're going out to make jewelry because they're going to give that jewelry to a community that doesn't have a lot. So they get to make a little pair of earrings for a little girl who doesn't have anything. And wow. that is where like, they're not on the ice. They're not on the field. They're not on the court, whatever you want to right? I want them out of that environment because that is where the real growing is going to happen. Right. That is where they develop their skills. But the other growth that we need to see in an athlete happens way long before they get to the court. Right. So that is one thing that's kind of cool. Um, we actually have some um, camps like leadership camps that we've done for teams. They go and they have to like this is so silly, but you have like a circle and you have to get your team to the other side of the ocean, pretend ocean with a bean bag and a blindfold. But you can't tell their, you can't, you can't say anything. You have to guide them and they can only hear you and you can't say their name. So there's like ways of challenging their brains and getting them to learn about how to work with others, I think is really vital, not only just to the child as an athlete, but just as a, as a person who wants to develop into a, and have a career. Right. So I'm trying to bring them real life experiences and use them to apply them to sports. 
Oh no, very cool stuff. I, I love the first one, especially oh, uh, you know they're so they're, they're worried. Can't they're, tell them who that is. <laughs> they're building something, but then they're connecting with the community, another community that they might not normally have an interaction. They will not with. normally have it. No. Yeah. No. Very cool stuff. Yeah. Larissa, this has been such a cool uh, visit. Thanks so much for sharing. But we're not done yet. Uh, we always like to wrap up with what we call the athletic director's toolbox. Now, you oh. certainly know your way around the world of athletics, but in just a minute, I'm going to challenge you to send out a brand new athletic director on their very first job, but I'm only going to let you put three items in their toolbox. Okay. We're going to take a quick break and hear from athletic surveys that sponsor this segment. And when we come back, we're going to find out what Larissa Mills is going to put in her athletic director toolbox. We want to thank Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack for sponsoring the AD Toolbox segment of the podcast. Athletic Surveys are a quick, easy, and affordable way for you to collect comprehensive data that allows you to evaluate and improve your entire athletic program. At my schools, we use surveys for everything, for coaches, for parents, for kids, and they overwhelmingly came back positive. But they also allowed that squeaky wheel parent to vent a little bit. And sometimes they'd actually share something that, while it might be a minor issue at the moment, it could turn into a major one if you didn't know about it because you didn't do a survey. So check out Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack. Go to athleticsurveys.com or you can email them at info at athleticsurveys.com to get started. If you've never used a survey, you're really missing out. Talk to the folks at Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack and let them help you take your athletic program from good to great. We have been visiting today with Larissa Mills, mental skills educator and coach from Canada, and she's the founder of the Mental Game Academy. You really need to check out um, her resources on, um, on the internet, but right now I'm going to challenge her to send out a brand new athletic director but I'm only going to let her put three things in their toolbox. Larissa, what three items are going in your athletic director toolbox? Um, I thought that that was a very easy answer to me to think about because um, it's about how I want my athletes to be prepared and how I want my coaches to feel and how I want um, to make sure that we're successful. We all need almost the same, these same three skills. So number one, we all need to take, and yes, I do teach it, the Mental Game Academy, but um, I did think about it. it's the five pillars of emotional intelligence. And, and we need to be able to have and be aware. We need to have empathy. We need to have self-regulation. And that leads me to one of them, which is social skills. Uh, if you have really great interpersonal skills, you will be successful. It doesn't even matter which job you do, but you will be exceptional as an AD. Um, the other one that I tossed and kind of, I didn't know which one to choose there because there are a lot, but I was going to narrow it down. I would make sure that I was a good communicator and even maybe I would even loop in a good communicator is also someone who accepts a dialogue, not just a monologue. So that incorporates a good listener. So those would be my top three, even for some of our executives we teach as well, but those would be, they're, they're hard to do, they're very hard, but they would be the ones I would be like, okay, these are what you need to go do what you do because it makes dealing with parents, dealing with coaches, dealing with all these issues like that, no problem. 
be resilient. Water off a duck's back. There's that resiliency again. No, I, I love the tools. Uh, I'm always so impressed when someone shares listening. It's it's probably my number one tool, but it took me so long. My husband says I need to get better at it. It, it, it took me <laughs> too long to learn yeah. the value yeah. of it. Yeah. Okay. Larissa, one more time. If one of our listeners wants to reach out, pick your brain a little bit or find out more oh, about sure. the Mental Game Academy, how do they get in touch with you? Um, directly, they can just email the mental game um, academy at gmail.com. Um, they can DM me off Instagram, the mental game academy. I'm also on LinkedIn. I actually come and do presentations to teams. I actually work with foundations. Um, we work with schools. We actually put our curriculum into school curriculum. So if anybody's interested in this being in phys ed curriculum, this is wonderful stuff to have for the kids. So um, you can reach me there probably are the best too. Okay. Again, Larissa Mills, uh, the Mental Game Academy, really encourage our listeners to reach out and uh, connect some really cool stuff. Thanks so much for sharing with us today and all the best uh, moving forward. I know you got some big things coming down the road. Yes, I'm, I'm a little bit, it's, 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 it's crazy how busy it's become, but I think it's a sign of what our society needs right now. So um, I'm really happy and we're prepared and we have the tools to help the, the kids. And I, I want to see those posts of them saying, you know, Hey, my mindset is done, or I am in a good headspace and, you know, see them on the podiums. That's my goal. Yeah, absolutely. Very cool. For our listeners, uh, remember the Zoom recordings of our interviews get uploaded to the Educational AD Podcast YouTube channel. We appreciate you listening today. Come back just about every day for new content on the Educational AD Podcast. We'll see you next time. And before we go, we want to say thanks to Sideline Interactive, indoor scoring tables and video boards. They not only help you raise money for your athletic department, but also create the ultimate game day experience for your student athletes. Go to sidelineinteractive.com and check out their products and see exactly what they can do for you. You can also set up a live web demo by emailing, emailing them at sales at sidelineinteractive.com. That's sales at sidelineinteractive.com. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Educational AD Podcast. Come back again for another episode just about every day. I hope you have a good one. Mm -hmm.